Oh, thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Vulnerability Time. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Uh, I make myself laugh sometimes. Because I didn't have to say it that dramatic, but I thought, let's say it dramatic. Because why not? Why the heck not? Okay, so we're going to do a little bonus episode about a little bit more about addiction. You know, and I'm going to speak, um, I'm going to speak on it. Uh, I think addiction has such a blind connotation to it, such a negative connotation to it, such an ignorant connotation to it. Now, the word ignorant just means don't know. Ignorant, I know ignorant has a negative connotation. Um, People use that as a weapon. People weaponize that word when that word is really a neutral word. So when I say addiction has an ignorant connotation, that is not weaponizing um, folks who don't know about addiction. No. Um, So here's some interesting in-depth realities about addiction. So something that I have learned over the years, um, just when encountering people, doing research, you know, my own circumstances, um, that addiction, I I don't know everyone's reality, but I I do want to speak on, I do want to speak on um, um, realities that do exist. Now, what I am going to say now, I'm not saying that that's everyone's reality. I'm just saying it is a reality that does exist. Yes. So addiction, and I, I, I'm sure y'all heard me say this before. Let me just get to the point. <laughs> am I right? Addiction is a lot of the times. Addiction is less about addiction and more about sanity, more about gaining a form of comfort. A lot of the times, addiction is just an attempt at treatment for a mental illness. A lot of the times, addiction is just a way to survive. Sometimes people use in order to live. The thing about the brain when it comes to addiction is, yes, it's trying to help you to survive. So your brain is wanting something to help it to survive and navigate this difficult ass earth. Let's be honest. Earth can be difficult sometimes. Um, And we are coming on election year. I... It is the definition. Election year is the definition of difficult. Okay. I don't want to have anything to do with the foolishness and the nonsense. So I deleted my YouTube um, app. I'm not dealing with the media. I, I just, The media is not trying to make anything better. Let's just be honest. Because um, betterment does not equal bank. <laughs> does, um, mayhem equals money. And so they will mayhem everything because it is money. And we are the pawns. We give them the money. We don't even realize it. And it's not our fault. Um, it is not our fault. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, and I, I, of course, I lost my train of thought. ADHD and autism here. That's okay. Um, but yes, a lot of the times, 
Oh yeah, that's right. Because addiction, it, it's just a lot of the times it's a way, it's a help for people to navigate. You know, I know for me, um, I can tell you that at least for me, a lot of the times addiction saved my life. How the brain can work is how the brain does work, actually. Um, and I wish we learned this growing up. So we would have more grace and compassion and understanding towards folks that suffer with addiction and ourselves um, who may suffer with addiction is that we begin to use in order to live once that is there, you know, a, a certain amount of times the brain um, can start to translate that in. OK. We use in order to live. OK, the brain's like, OK, now we are going to live in order to use. It becomes that cycle. And when we really begin to understand the brain when we really begin to understand how the body works, how the body responds, how the body tries its best to survive, okay? We can begin to understand addiction more. You know, people don't wake up saying, I'm going to be addicted today. There's almost always something deeper. Almost always something deeper. Now, a lot of it. Um, what are people really addicted to? You know, maybe addiction, maybe just drugs are on the surface. Okay. But maybe people are addicted to being happy. Maybe people are addicted to, to peace and, and to joy. That unfortunately, um, addiction can bring. You know... People are addicted to that bliss, you know, and, and it sucks that that's the way it has to come. Because let's be honest, I do think society um, has its responsibility in addiction. I think government has responsibility in addiction. OK, I think we have failed our fellow human beings, you know, um, we have neglected so many aspects of society. And unfortunately, that manifests in a multitude of ways. A lot of people aren't necessarily a quote unquote addicted. Maybe they're just there. It's a, it's the body's natural manifestation um, of unhealed or unmet or um, undiagnosed mental illness unhealed or unmet adverse childhood experience things can get so shitty in life that that's a reality things can get so shitty not everyone not everybody I'm, when i say everybody i'm not necessarily meaning people i'm meaning the actual body not everybody knows how to do everything in the and manifested in the right way. That's the thing about trauma, mental illness, you know, that left um, unchecked, um, unmet, unhealed, undiagnosed, you know, um, misunderstood. The body is going to do the best it can to survive for you. A lot of times that looks like addiction. 
your body is recognizing that it is on fire and it needs anything to help it to to put it out. Our body can love us. We may not love ourselves all the time, but our body loves us enough to try. However, the body doesn't realize that in the long term, it's actually killing us. But it loves us to death sometimes. It does. Um, I think that there needs to be a lot of grace, compassion, um, understanding, awareness, and uh, trauma-informed or neurologically informed um, aspects to go into when we look at people who suffer with addiction. Notice I said that word, suffer with addiction. You know, we... This is this is what I'm noticing. Hopefully, I don't get shot for saying this. Um, if the podcast stops, we know why, okay? Because I'm sure the government is not going to like what I'm about to say. Let's see if they flag it. Let's see if they do, folks. When I say government has failed us, you know, I, I mean, they, they met their goal. <laughs> the the higher ups the 1% the big pharma they met their goal they know what they they know that um they need humans to fall into addiction that's the thing about addiction addiction is a billion dollar industry mental health excuse me mental illness is a billion dollar industry incarceration is a billion dollar industry division is a billion dollar industry okay um, and for example, division looks like a lot of things. It can look like dividing up, um, people, um, dividing up knowledge. It can look like a lot of things, you know, hashtag look at the media division is dollar. But anyways, um, this is how, and this is based off research, the unfortunate amount of research that I have done. And I say unfortunate because it was a lot and it was heartbreaking and it was discouraging. Okay, it was discouraging. So this is what I have researched. And this is what has concluded. Brace yourselves. Um, Big Pharma loves addiction. This is the thing about addiction. Um, when we talk about drug addiction, okay? These are... Okay, let me start like this. People who are taking drugs, they're trying to treat a mental illness or they're trying to give themselves some sanity that should be theirs in the first place. Um, but life has tormented or life has or other humans or society ha- capitalism has um discouraged a little bit of happiness you know certain things the brain is extremely very vulnerable and very powerful for no absolute reason like i was like why is it that powerful but life can touch things and corrupt things so the person that's doing the drugs or drinking the alcohol they're spending money on that alcohol, first off. So the alcohol market is huge. Um, when they're doing drugs and then they get caught and then they fall into addiction. 
um, they either end up in the hospital. Big Pharma gets the money. Okay. They either end up incarcerated. Okay. The incarceration system, the 1%, the corporations that own it, the corrupt corporations that own it, there's about six or eight of them. They get the money from that. So it doesn't matter. Regardless, money is being made and it's not going into our pockets. Okay. It's not going into our pockets. Now, um, if someone were to um, gain a form of sanity or, uh, you know, help put the fire um that they're mentally going through, if they were do it to do it the quote unquote legal way, which is prescription medication, um, prescription medication can do the same thing that uh, an illegal drug can do. You know, it's just like it can treat the same symptoms. It can both help. One is illegal. One is legal. Both make money that's not going into our pockets but this is the thing about the prescription medication you got to pay for the prescription um you a lot of people honestly you have to get insurance because the medication is way too expensive and it does not need to be so it's like you gotta get you gotta get you gotta pay money to get the therapist i mean not the therapist you gotta pay money to get the psychiatrist you gotta wait six months maybe just for that not all the time it's not always that long of a wait um, it really isn't. Um, but for a lot of people, it can be. It just depends. So check multiple psychiatrist places, people. If you're looking to look into that, you know, just because one makes you wait a month to schedule, um, there might be another one. There's like, okay, yeah, you can come in next week. You can come in next week, sugar. But um, that was my attempt at an old lady voice. They just be so sweet in the reception room. Oh, they're just so sweet. But the thing is, it's like, Okay, so now I got money. The I mean money. Now I got drugs the legal way. Who's getting the money? Big Pharma. They're getting the money. So it doesn't matter. See, they're counting on us. and <laughs> They're counting on addiction to make a lot of money. Okay, they're counting on us doing it the legal way to make a lot of money. It is just really sad. There is, when it comes to addiction, I dare look at the environment. I dare look at how there are higher um, governmental figures, governmental figures, they're just higher powers that be, you know, within any leadership. And I dare look at that and look at the neglect. And they tell us and they teach us in society, say no to drugs. They don't teach us to say, uh, honestly, say no to all these costly medications. It doesn't have to, to say no to big farmers corruption. They don't teach us that. They say, say no to drugs. And that is a great suppression mechanism because they know how the brain works a lot of times for many people, not everyone. But how the brain works a lot of times is um, when we're, the brain does not like to be restrained. The brain does not like to be um, held captive. And so saying no to drugs, um, it is a form of, the brain is oftentimes seeing it as a form of captivity when drugs are illegal. 
the brain sees it as any type of law, any type of restriction, the brain oftentimes can see it as captivity. Therefore, it will want to break out of captivity. So, and it's amazing the research on that fun fact. And I was like, the brain is way too powerful. So, say no to drugs. They, they, they're saying that on purpose. Yes, it has helped some. But it also has harmed some, that statement. What they should say um, that I think would be beneficial is, you know, say yes to opening up about these experiences that you're going through. Say yes to therapy. Say yes to psychiatry. You know, say yes to doing research. Say yes to standing up to Big Pharma about these damn prices. They're doing it on purpose, folks. Um, We're not taught that. We're taught say no to drugs. And then as a society, that's all we're, 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 that's ingrained in our head, say no to drugs. And that can lead us to oppress people who are drug addicts, to record them, to make fun of them, you know, um, to bash them when something happens because of their addiction. You know what I mean? We're not taught and, and we don't see that there is so much reality behind that addiction a lot of the times addiction is a cry for help, a cry for help. We don't hear it. We don't see it. And that's not necessarily our fault. We are simply taught these things. It is a societal stigma. You know, people weaponize the word drug addict. They weaponize the word alcoholic. You know what I mean? Um, it, it just creates a stigma. And that's the thing about stigmas, folks. Stigmas and ignorance go hand in hand. You cannot have a stigma without there being ignorance. Yeah, and so people are stuck in self-fulfilling prophecies. People are stuck in people laughing at them. No one like there's so many people that can be helped, so many people that can be loved, but instead they're being laughed at. You know what I mean? There is a lot. And honestly, in in my opinion, most of the responsibility is not on the society. Society does have its responsibility. And it's just like, that's the thing. If you listening have thought that or are thinking that, it is not your fault. This mindset did not start with you. It started to you. It is not your fault that you were conditioned to, to believe and think a certain thing. It's not your fault. They want you to not know. They want you to stigmatize. You know what I mean? They started off when you're little. So it's not your fault. You know what I mean? And that's the thing because drugs are killing people. You know what I mean? It, it just... It, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. Um, the power of addiction. It, it blows my mind. Um, and I know that what I'm saying, um, I know people can debate it and argue with it. You know, I'm not necessary. I'm not saying, um, oh, yay, go addiction. No, I'm just giving another realities that we don't see. Um, we don't see. We don't hear. What if the person is just using in order to live? What if addiction is the only way they can survive? What if that's the only way that they can survive in that moment? And that's how the body works. The body's like, I'm hungry right now. So I'm going to go eat something extremely 
full of chemicals, <laughs> full of chemicals that can't even be pronounced. Um, but though that may harm me if I continue that consistently, it's helping me survive right now. And that's that's the job of the brain and the body. It's to survive. It just doesn't know how to do that in the best ways all the time. So survival can look like a multitude of things, addiction being one of them. So what happens is the body manifests actions um, and thoughts just to help us survive, just to help us navigate. This is why treatment and intervention and the canceling of stigma is so important. The body is just crying out for help. It's doing the best it can. It's literally doing the best it can. We may hate our bodies, but our bodies love us so much. You know, um, it just doesn't know how to love in the best way. It doesn't always know how to love in the most helpful way. And... um So the reason I'm speaking on this is because there's that side of addiction that we don't see, we don't hear about, you know, Um, but it is an actual reality. It is an actual reality, you know, though everyone's reality is different, you know, Um, what, like I said, I'm just pointing out the realities that are um, unheard about, unseen, unnoticed, unrecognized. Um, all the uns, you know, um, because they are there. And the thing is like these other realities that I just pointed out, that is where a lot of the compassion lies. And because we don't see it, because we're taught not to see it, we also can't tap into that compassion that's in those other realities. You know, that's where a lot of understanding is where compassion lies, The more understanding, the more compassion that we can tap into, the more availability and accessibility to compassion. You know, addiction. Some people just use in order to live. Not everyone can afford to pay um, this amount of money for um, legal drugs. You know, not everyone can afford to do that. Not everyone can afford insurance. Not everyone can afford getting a psychiatrist. It's completely rigged on purpose. Great business move. I mean, let's be honest. Great business move. Very wickedly wise. Very wickedly wise. Great business move. I just wish the business moves, I just wish the moves weren't at our expense. Because we are dying. We are suffering. Those who love us, those who are around us, those who are affected um, collaterally, who are not collaterally, sorry, those who are collateral damage are affected. There's just so much hurt out there. There's so many things that promote um, that. I don't want to say unintentionally that secretly promote. Yes, get addicted to drugs. Yes, get addicted. There's going to be something to it. Yes. Woo. Get addicted. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying this. This is not the the episode. This is not the podcast saying, "Oh, drugs are bad." That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about addiction. I'm talking. To, I'm talking about addiction because we know addiction can get deadly. Um, 
that's what I'm saying. So I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think that, oh, I'm saying, because uh, I know it can come off like that. You know, when we talk about addiction, um, a lot of people, you know, kind of associate that. I'm, I'm, me included, associate that with, oh, drugs are bad. I'm not saying that because um, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, it's, it's really, it's speaking of drugs, it's really interesting if y'all, if we could do research, um, I've, I've done a little bit on how, on natural drugs that are now illegal. I mean, marijuana is becoming more legal, but um, natural jug, drugs, majority throughout majority of history, natural drugs um, that are quote unquote illegal now, natural drugs have been more legal than illegal throughout history. Natural drugs just recently, you know, modern concept became illegal. Throughout all of Earth's history, natural drugs were not illegal. Um, so it makes sense. You know, um, for example, like a lot of Native Americans, it was part of their culture. It's just the normal. Like it's just, it was normal back in the Bible days. It was normal. There's a stigma on it now. Because there's money within that stigma. So, no, you can't do shrooms and smoke weed. That's the thing. Weed now is not necessarily weed back then because weed now, a lot of it is laced with stuff. You know, that's that's where it, things get really dangerous is when things start being laced. You know what I mean? When it's, it's not natural anymore, it's laced. Because these man-made uh, chemicals slash drugs, that's... <laughs> yeah, the man-made ones um, increase the addiction. Fun fact. Um, no shock there. Um, when you put the word man-made in something, it's probably a bad thing. <laughs> it's probably a bad thing. Um, and so it is, it's kind of like, oh yeah, uh, this natural drug um, really helps the body heal. Really does this, really does that. Let's illegalize it, okay, and, and make a quote-unquote legal drug that can do the same thing. You know, let's do that. Look at it like this. You illegalize the natural drug that humans have used forever. Like, I feel like humans centuries ago, if they came in a time machine, they would be like, what the hell? What are y'all doing? What are what is society? It's just like why is that illegal? That's not our norm. Um, but we see it bad now, and um, we say, "Oh, that's a sin" or something like that now because you know it's stigmatized. Um, we're not aware of Earth's historical realities. You know what I mean? If anyone's the the like weird ones, weird the the modern ages are the weird ones because we just changed a lot of things for the better and for the bad let's be honest here so anyways it's just like okay yeah you want to do these shrooms okay illegal and um you get caught you go to jail um that's money for the um for the incarceration system incarceration is a billion dollar industry you buy the legal medication that's money for big pharmacy um though we may not always be able to escape this reality that is okay we just got to be aware you know um you just we're just aware i mean because we can't always escape 
um, capitalism or we can't always escape everything, you know, when it comes to societal um, order. Um, we can't always escape everything. So um, just to be aware that the point of this is to just give myself as well, myself and everyone just um, compassion through a different lens. That's all. Compassion and understanding. Once we can understand how the 1%, you know, works, um, it will make us to have more compassion on our fellow human, um, on our fellow leaders that are actually trying for us. Um, fun fact, it seems like the higher the leadership, the less they're trying for us. But let me be quiet. Let me not get biased up in here. Um, but it just helps us have compassion, um, and understanding towards our fellow humans. Um, imagine, um, how healed and happy our fellow human would be if we didn't always glorify independence, if we actually helped one another and if we actually helped one another, because Humans were not made to do things on their own. That's, um, I know we glorify independence, but, and I know just because we can do things on our own doesn't mean we have to, doesn't mean that we were supposed to. Um, man, if we can go back to the caveman days, we can see how human is done. We can see how, <laughs> we can see how to human. Okay, we can see the, the, um, the communal raising, we can see how, you know, people are coming together constantly. All we had was ourselves and higher powers. That's all we had back then. And we lasted long enough to get us to today. You know, so clearly, you know, um, humans together, it just can help us grow. Imagine if society could be like that. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, but, well, division equals dollar. So, um, but yes, back then, way back then in the caveman days, uh, we can see how to human, we can see how to really human there. Um, let this be an encouragement that just because some, your fellow friend can do it on their own does not mean they have to. It is okay to help, it's okay to not allow the insecurity of help to, of reaching out for help, excuse me, the insecurity of reaching out for help to rule our day. Um, that insecurity is just an internal security because people can judge. Not everyone can judge. And just because someone can judge does not mean they have to. Um, and I'm saying that for those of us who may... Um, be tempted to judge someone. Um, yeah, I think our job as fellow human beings, we, 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 we got to love each other. And we got to learn how to love each other. We got to learn what, how someone receives love. We got, we got it. We, we got it. You know, obviously not everyone is for everyone. Get that. But for the ones that are for us, you know, um, we got to learn 
to love, how to love them. You know, sometimes when someone's going through, for example, sometimes when someone's going through something, they don't need a lecturer. They need to listen. They need a listening ear. Sometimes they might need a lecturer, but we can only learn that what they need. We can only learn what they need. And every moment can be different. Like every person can be different. Some people um, want people to say, well, I told you so. That helps keep them accountable. Me, I'm like, if someone tells me I told you so, I'm just gonna be like, thank you. Great. You want an award now? Do you want a trophy? Do you want a trophy? Great. Great. Thank you for telling me so. Wow. That is so helpful, so inspiring to me. You know, sarcasm heavily implied and intended. Um, yeah, so just because we can do something alone doesn't always mean we have to. Um, I'm sure someone listening right now needed to hear that because I know I constantly have to remind myself that I'm still growing in that area. But imagine how less addiction or how much addiction would decline if um, the stigma of having to do everything on our own decreased. The stigma on um, what addiction really, really is. Imagine the decline. You know, the decline of stigma can decline a lot of things. That need to be declined. Um, with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vulnerability Time. It is very much obliged. I will see you next episode for whatever that episode will look like or will be. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think Kobe, all-star Kobe, will be back next episode. Um, this season is almost finished, folks. Um season five um uh will start you know within the next couple months within the next couple months yes it will start um so obviously i will release a little um towards the end of the season i will release a little bit of update on when season five will premiere thank y'all so much for the support it is very much obliged could not do this without y'all see i needed y'all in order to have this platform so thank you so so much see once again this is how to human see how far we can go how far we can grow together see things get done quicker things get done better sometimes when we do it together we're all in this together. I hope I hope we continue to be all in this together. Um, with that being said, this has been another episode of Vulnerability Time. I'm your host and published author. Stay tuned for my second book. It's coming. Also, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, follow this. Uh, like, subscribe, and share. Please, please help the algorithm. The algorithm is kind of dropped. Um, so... Let's let's like and subscribe and share this. Um, the more you share this podcast, the more lives can and will be healed, encouraged, or even saved. All right. I'm just going to say that last part right there. Hashtag suicide awareness. All right. Bye, folks.